Good morning, everybody. I want to ask you to turn to John chapter 10, John 10. Well, here's the question that I sometimes ask, um, and I, I did this for a lot of years, but sometimes would, would ask myself when a person was about to preach and I had never heard him preach before, I would think to myself, is this going to be any good? And you know, you, you only give somebody kind of a few seconds to, before, before you decide that. Is this going to be in, any good? So uh, the, the answer to that is I have no earthly idea. <laughs> Except I do know that when we come to an assembly like this and we expect God to work and we expect God to be present and we expect for in some way through a song or a prayer or scripture or a message or something, we expect in some way for God to, 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 to move us, to speak, to, to, to minister. He comes through. He comes through. Well, we're going to be in John 10 for just a few moments. And uh, what I'd like to do is read the first uh, few verses. And I want to ask you to pay attention to the language of, of, about listening and voice. And what I'd like to do at the end of this is to say something uh, that, that I hope you would find helpful. Some of you just barely got here this morning. And I say that in all seriousness because I know that in any assembly, some of us thought about not coming. Some of us, it was just hard to come, given some things that are going on right now in your life. And I'm really praying that God will bless you in this, okay? John chapter 10, verse 1. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. And all who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved. And they will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. 
And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it, and the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Here comes a silly story. It is silly. John Maxwell tells the story of six men in a boat, three at one end, three at the other. Three at one end, three at the other. They're out on a lake. Water's coming into the boat. The hole, apparently, is, is at one end of the boat. And so there are three men frantically trying to get that water out of the boat while three other guys sit there with their arms folded watching. And one guy at the other end of the boat says, I sure am glad that water's not on our end of the boat. Isn't that silly? It's silly, except there's a lot of truth to it. The truth is we're all in this together. It doesn't matter if you turn on your television and the hole in the boat seems to be on the other side of the world or seems to be over on the back side of Memphis somewhere or the hole in the boat seems to be somewhere where you don't live. We are all in this together. We all live in a broken world and we all desperately need Jesus and we all desperately need who he is. We're all in this together. What's confusing is there are a lot of voices telling us what to do. Now, you notice that? A lot of people are trying to get your attention. It doesn't matter if it's commercials on television, advertisements. Somebody may be calling you. Maybe you just got a text. You might have got an email. Have you checked your Facebook status? Maybe you got a message on Facebook. Have you checked your LinkedIn? And on and on and on and on and on. We are so communicating or connected in some ways. In some ways. People are trying to get us to listen and pay attention. And there are voices that are strong voices that are telling some of us that we matter a lot. You matter because you're wealthy or you're attractive or you look to be important. And other voices are telling you, you really don't matter for a variety of reasons. Some voices will tell you that you're in. Other voices will tell you that you're out. Some voices will tell you that you're important. Some voices will tell you that you're unimportant. And so we come on a Sunday morning because we need to remember the one voice that we need to hear and listen to more than any other voice. That makes sense? Well, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of you, but I'm suspecting you don't live on a farm. Some of you do, I know. But for some of us, this language of sheep and shepherd seems long ago and far away. And yet it's in our Bible, and it was very familiar to the original hearer. This language of shepherd, this isn't new. Remember our, one of our favorite psalms, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, right? 
Isaiah 40, Jeremiah 50, the word shepherd is used to refer to the spiritual leaders of Israel. And here, Jesus is, is sort of presented as this quintessential shepherd. The shepherd that protects, the shepherd that feeds the sheep, the shepherd that waters the sheep, the shepherd that looks after the sheep, and the shepherd that cares so much about the sheep, and the sheep listen to his voice. They listen to his voice. And not everybody in, this, in what we read, not everybody you want to listen to, right? There are thieves and robbers. If you notice that there are some voices who've tried to get your attention and later on you realize they were up to something, has anybody had that experience? You were being conned. You were being manipulated. You're being sold a bill of goods. Or you thought this person was safe and she wasn't or he wasn't. Then there is this image of the wolf. The wolf that wants nothing more than just to destroy sheep. And Jesus stands out among all of this and invites us all to pay attention. Let's say a few things about the voice of Jesus. His voice is is a protecting, safe voice. A protecting, safe voice. When you read the Bible, when you read about God, when, when you read about Jesus Christ, when you read what he said and see what he did, you don't have to wonder if he's up to something. Jesus' voice is a protecting voice and a safe voice who has your, your best interest for the sake of his honor in mind. My daddy was in sales all of his working life. Went to work for his, a guy who at the time was probably his best friend and sold, uh, sold linens uh, to retail stop, uh, shops all over uh, Louisiana and East Texas and parts of Arkansas. And I think I was probably about a freshman in high school when all this happened. I remember uh, being at home. My mother was cooking supper, standing at the stove, and my dad walked in and kind of stood there, and he said to her, he's not going to pay me. And she looked at him, and he said, he's not going to pay me. And he had been working well over a month, and his friend was not going to pay him anything. Later on in the week, I, I worked at this all-night hamburger place and came home, I think about 11 maybe, and here was my daddy sitting at the kitchen table with his bills lined up. I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to pay our bills. Not every voice is safe, but I am telling you the voice of the Lord is safe. Life can be dangerous. Life can be tough. But Jesus has your best interest for the sake of his honor in mind. Second, 
The voice of Jesus is a guiding voice. A guiding voice. Sometimes life can be so confusing. Have you figured that one out? It can just be so confusing. Sometimes you don't know what to do. You don't know which end is up. Maybe you know what it is to wake up in the middle of the night and pace in the kitchen and just wonder, what are we going to do? His voice is a guiding voice. Here's my phone. It is, on, uh, it is not on ring. Here's my phone. We've lived here three years now. Moved from Texas. Work with the School of Theology. Moved from Texas. And we were going to go see our daughter in Oklahoma City. We have two daughters. One worships here. Has, we have two grandchildren here at Highland. And and, her, and our daughter, and then the other daughter is in Oklahoma City, she and her husband and a, a, a little grandson. We were going to go see her. So like any decent human being, I type in her address into this phone. There's a person inside who knows where things are. You've, you've probably figured that out. And so we, Charlotte and I, we, we entered the northeastern part of Oklahoma City, and she was telling us where to go. And she said, exit next right. Well, I didn't know where our daughter's house was, but I knew one thing. We were nowhere near it. And, and so um, she said that, and I kept going. Well, when you keep going, they don't give up, you know. And, and so they, I kept going. And so she said, she said, exit next right and turn around. Well, that wasn't going to help either. And, and so we just went on. And then we came to the next exit, and she said, exit, next right, and turn around. And this time I hit the button on the top, and she was gone. And it was over. I, I like my phone, and I use this map thing all the time. But the guidance is not always accurate. I am telling you, when you desire to know the Lord, and when you desire to come under the rule of the Lord Jesus, and when you are hungry to know his will and his word, he will not lead you away from where you need to be. He will keep your life right square in the center of his will. That's good news, isn't it? Well, here's, here's the final one. Jesus' voice is clarifying. He, he gives clarity, and some of us may just need clarity in our lives. Clarity. Now, what gets in the way of all this? Two things. Number one, a divided and distracted heart. A divided and distracted heart. And a divided and distracted heart occurs when myself, maybe it's my self-pity, or maybe it's my self-righteousness, or maybe it's my self-sufficiency, when myself gets in the way, I end up with a distracted and divided heart. I'm not going to do well with the voice of the Lord on that one. He wants all of me. Here's the second one, though. What gets in the way of the voice of the Lord is hidden 
unconfessed sin. Hidden, unconfessed sin. That works something like this. Maybe this will sound familiar to somebody. Hidden, unconfessed sin is where I am in church every Sunday. I see myself as a very good person, much better than some of the neighbors, mind you. A very good person, and yet, there are some things I'm not about to give up. And there's some behaviors I'm not about to give up. I'm a good person. I do a lot around this church. I help a lot of people. And everybody kind of needs a place, a place. I got my own little closet here. I'm telling you, God cannot be manipulated. God doesn't want us to walk through the line like we're in some cafeteria where we're picking the best desserts, and holding off on the Brussels sprouts. God says, I want all of you, and I want you to trust me, even with the closet. Well, there was an Italian tenor by the name of Luciano Pavarotti. Some of you know that name. After the Second World War, his, he was known as sort of the, as having the, the tenor voice that basically set the standard for those who, who sung opera, I'm told. Pavarotti died a few years back, buried in northern Italy. I think he was 71. He was being interviewed one time, and he said, uh, he said you know, when, when there's a song on the radio you know if it's my voice or not. My voice, he said, is like that of no other. That is Jesus. Remember the story of the, 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 story, the, the, the Mount of Transfiguration, that big word? Peter, James, and John all come to the mountain with Jesus to pray. And out of the cloud comes this voice. And here's what he said. This is Luke 9.35. Out of the voice comes these words. This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to the next line. Listen to him. Listen to him. The voice like that of no other. Tom Long told the story years ago of this New York society matron who back in the 1940s, the late 40s, decided to take her touring car out one day for a drive, and she was going to drive to Princeton, New Jersey. She pulled in front of the Princeton Inn, when, which I'm told in, in, in those days was a very nice hotel. Pulled in front of the Princeton Inn. She got out of the car, sashayed toward the hotel, carrying her piece of luggage. There was this man standing in front of the hotel, kind of a small guy, standing in front of the hotel, 
And she dropped her luggage at his feet, fished into her purse for a quarter, found it, pressed it into the palm of his hand, and then said, take my luggage into the lobby. And then she sashayed into the lobby. Well, that man didn't work there. He was Albert Einstein, and he lived a couple of blocks away, and he walked to work frequently. And he said that that morning, he just happened to stop at the Princeton Inn, he kind of catch his breath and rest for a few minutes before he made his way to the university where his office was. And he said, I'm standing there, a quarter in the palm of my hand and her luggage at my feet. Someone said, what did you do? I picked it up and took it into the lobby. I love the story. It's a story of mistaken identity. A woman who thought she was talking to the hotel employee instead of a man who was one of the most renowned physicists of our time. Could it be, I'm just asking, could it be that what I need and have needed all along is right in front of me? Could it be that the one voice I need to hear, that voice I have the opportunity to hear every time I open my Bible, could it be that he's right in front of me while I look for something else? We uh, lived in Waco, Texas for 20 years, preached there for 20 years. And one morning, I went to Providence Hospital and uh, was going to Providence Hospital to pray with someone before surgery. And I don't remember the specifics. I just remember being there and praying with someone before a surgery. And it was on, as I recall, uh, one, one, of the, uh, one of the top floors. I remember, and again, it's early in the morning, getting back on the elevator, and the elevator is almost full. I get on the elevator, and you all know how we do elevator, own elevators, right? We all look straight ahead and speak to nobody, and we're just looking straight ahead as it goes down. The elevator begins to go down. Stops at the next floor. A nurse gets on. She turns around, and she's right up against the door. There are already a couple of nurses on that elevator. We begin to go down, and then all of us could hear this. It was that nurse who just got on. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if she'd worked all night. I don't know if she had just left a difficult patient. I don't know if she just had to break some difficult news to a family member. I have no idea. We all began, continued going down. And one of the nurses that was already on, she said, Mary, how's your morning been? And this is what she said. 
the nurse who had just sighed. She said, I'm blessed. So richly blessed. Well, you thought we were quiet before. All of us heard that, and we're really quiet as we go down, down, down to the bottom floor. There on the first floor, the door is open. One group peels off to the right. The other group peels off to the left. I'm right behind the three, the three nurses on my way to my car. I hear one of the nurses, I overhear one of the nurses saying to Mary, you know, me too, I'm blessed. I'm richly blessed. I have no idea what it took to get you here. I have no idea what's been going on in your life for the last couple of weeks. I have no idea the tough issue you're having with a daughter-in-law or your daddy or one of your kids. But I can tell you this, that in Christ we all are blessed. And we are richly blessed. And we gather here on this Sunday morning to remember again who we are. And that we are a blessed people living in a difficult time and a difficult life. Yes, but we are a blessed people who desperately need to hear the voice of God. We're going to sing a song for a moment. We'll all stand what I want to encourage you to do is this. Leave this morning, leave this morning asking yourself from this morning, what is it that I need to remember? What is it that I need to pray about? What is it that I need to think about? What is the next step that I might take that would move me closer to the will of God? Let's sing together. How do you explain and how do you describe a love that goes from east to west and runs as deep as it is wide and you know all our hope.